deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin's dream. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I said it right again two times in a row. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, it's happened. She's back. Yeah. She's back. Literally right as we finished recording last week, JK Rowling returned to Twitter uh, and tweeted out a mysterious quote, uh, which I guess is from the cursed child. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places. Hashtag Harry Potter. Hashtag cursed child. Yeah, with a picture, that beautiful, beautiful redesigned um, dark mark, right? Yeah, it's like the it's like the weird futuristic dark mark that I guess appears in the in the stage play. I don't know. I've not seen it, but I, I feel like I've seen that design somewhere before. But sh- but uh, people went apeshit. Um, I went apeshit like I had uh I, I mostly use my my you know my Twitter my Twitter notifications to like get notifications when people DM me. I don't turn notifications off for basically anything except uh, I do have a standing order for whenever J.K. Rowling tweets something. Yeah. Uh, and my phone buzzed, and I assumed it was just like, oh, you sent me something. Uh, but lo and behold, it was J.K. Rowling tweeted, and so- and I could couldn't have been how happier. hyped up did you get i was like, so huge pumped. announcement let's let's run through the things that she did not come back to twitter for right one she d- <laughs> the the like pokemon go i can't remember what it's called wizards unite um yeah. other video game thing so 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 no- nothing to do with the announcement release the launch trailer the uh the first harry potter go like festival event that happened last week i think Mm -hmm. uh she did not tweet about any of those things she did not she has not addressed any movie rumors she has not addressed uh uh anything to do with brexit boris johnson Mm. became prime minister uh she has not she has not tweeted anything about that uh uh she has not quote tweeted donald trump and gotten any sick burns in there's been she, plenty she of didn't jump in on the like media blitz for that that ride either Mm-mm. the motorbike adventure like like no one at wb or wherever else has managed to like get her to tweet right mm-hmm. and that's something that like I like even if she doesn't want to be a twitter person anymore it is yeah. wild that her her timeline didn't become just like a brand account right, right yeah like yes totally like you know if she wanted to you know she was she was if she was tired of becoming a meme and people arguing with her or her lawyer said hey you can't threaten people with nine followers with a libel lawsuit you're jk fucking rolling um right i'm still like i'm still surprised there's like nothing in her like contract that says like hey uh you need to tweet you have you have 15 million followers uh you, yeah like you sh- please please retweet our game announcement please yeah, please tell people there's a hagrid roller coaster uh none, none of that 
so that's that's been kind of interesting so 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 she so she tweeted about cursed child and i i am so confused uh, what i don't what i don't understand is we what we kind of have like a long timeline to get to here uh uh which is why you know why i'm starting this new segment off right at the beginning here because there, there's kind of a long chain of events and like speculation here mm-hmm. but the main thing i i'm so curious about uh with with jk coming back to tweet about cursed child is is this the is this her relenting is this is this the result of someone finally convincing her that she should probably promote her own stuff or is this like a fuck you to all of the those other projects because cursed child is like you know she didn't write it but she clearly loves it right like like it's she's she's proud of cursed yeah child. i mean it's she's her got baby. a writing credit on it they, they uh, changed did you so so part of this story is that they changed the title to the official title of the play is now uh jk rowling's harry potter and the cursed child this is so weird to me yeah i cannot figure out what the hell happened here right so so this all this this became a whole to do because she tweeted this very ominous thing out but before like like i think i think you know we 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 uh we discussed this briefly last week in our news segment i believe before she tweeted this there were rumblings uh from a few sites and a few uh twitter accounts that are like in the harry potter you know noahverse uh that there was an announcement coming related to a tv series uh and that got shot shot down fairly quickly and then someone else was saying no it's going to be a movie they're going to be doing a new a marauders movie it's time the announcement's coming um this was reported in like you know comicbook.com and uh uh oh what's it get we got this covered or whatever which there's sort of like eh sources they sometimes get things right and sometimes get things wrong but like there was enough smoke where it seemed like oh something's happening something Um, was happening right yeah i I think that was the expectation of everyone including me i was just like okay it's happening like we're getting something yes yes so so that was that was happening all happening before she tweeted then right before she tweeted like maybe an hour before someone posted photos of construction happening at the new york harry potter and the cursed child stage location where they were changing the logo to match so like previously like i you know i I, when i went to london i saw this the 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 logo for cursed child is not in like that same typeface you know that everyone everyone associates with harry potter with the like lightning bolt h and stuff oh sure um it it was just in like a fancy looking like like serifed like font uh right but now it is uh now it matches like the movie logo and stuff and and the 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 i guess now confirmed rumor going around was that this was now uh like like a wb had negotiated to match the uh uh, match the logo and they now owned the rights or or had access to cursed child as like a product that they can include in like the harry potter uh stable of like copyright stuff along with like the movies and books and stuff yeah that's it 
and so, but, but so like that was the thing was it was like it was like oh wb's acquired it they changing the logo a movie announcement must be coming was kind of what everyone w- was thinking then jk rowling tweeted and it was like holy shit yes finally like like this is happening we are getting the cursed child m- movie or tv series or whatever but then right after she tweeted uh, or it was either right after or right before. I can't I can't remember exactly which order this happened in. Pottermore quote tweeted someone and saying there is an exciting announcement coming, but it's not a movie, which I think is where everyone got the idea that a TV series was coming. They were like, oh, we got you. Wink, wink. It's not a movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. And. So JK tweets this, there's the logo, there's the ominous, ominous tweet. Everyone's like, okay, shit is happening. Things are finally about to pop off. And then all that happens is at a, like, I guess a by invitation only party in New York. They revealed the new logo. And that was that. That was the entire reason for all this rigmarole. She came back to online for this. She came back online to talk about a new logo. Not even talk about, just to to hint at a new logo announcement down the line. What's going on? I I am blown away by this. We, I, I was kind of watching like the anticipation before the announcement happened because Mm -hmm. JK Rowling got back online after so long to tease this thing after not teasing or talking about anything else that has happened (laughs) in the Harry Potter realm. Some other things to add to the list of things that she didn't come back for, like brand stuff, like the new Pottermore, the passport thing, all of that. She's just absent, right? Mm -hmm. So to come back for this which was nothing yeah is remarkable and and like the comments and the, the, the like the excitement that it drummed up among harry potter fans was very funny because half of the people were like oh hell yeah they're making a cursed child movie slash tv show and now i can finally like see the story because i can't mm-hmm. go to a broadway play and then like half the people were like no don't let it be cursed child like anything but that we hate it <laughs> we fucking hate cursed child please no um yeah there there's a lot of that my i i noticed some stuff that made me wonder and and i you know i i tweeted this my that my my like less exciting prediction was that they were going to do like a limited run of shows with the like the golden trio in the roles that were are you know are played by broadway actors now right uh, the reasoning i had for this was because like we knew that um jk and daniel radcliffe had been filming something in london a few months ago um and you know all of them i think except emma watson have stage experience uh, uh sure. you know uh, uh Daniel Radcliffe is a fairly prolific stage actor now. So is um, uh, Rupert Grint. Uh, and I think Tom Felton is as well. So I, I I think that like that was like my more like reasonable prediction was like, eh, it won't be anything big, but it'll just be like a weird like series of one off productions. I think the other piece of evidence that made me think that was a bunch of ticket holders or like like 
frequent like viewers of the play were getting emails to like getting invited to that um performance where they unveiled the new logo yeah so i was like oh they're 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 just doing like a special run of performances and then it's just gonna be a big pr boost for the play but it wasn't even that they just unveiled the new logo i guess like like hey it matches the old font now isn't that cool and so why like i said i feel like there's two options here one either finally someone got to jk rowling and was like you have to fucking tweet about harry potter you can't not (laughs) tweet about harry potter on your account with 15 million followers please for the love of god tweet about harry potter or this is just a huge fuck you to all of those other projects that she doesn't give a shit about and and uh, like a like a kind of petty petty way of signaling that like she is still in control like this is the real shit i have my play fuck your stupid app and fuck your stupid game my name's not on that but my name is now on harry potter and the cursed child now on broadway i still just feel like there must be a second part to this because i feel like this has happened a few times like with like brand stumbles where they they announce something that is nothing. Like I felt the same way with the Wizarding World logo announcement. Oh yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. The, like, was was there going to be something bigger? And then at the last minute, it was like, ah, uh, mm, we just have a logo change. Actually, like, did something fall through? Was Rupert Grint sick? Was Tom Felton unaccounted for in the woods behind the Hagrid ride? <laughs> He was like, well, he agreed to be in it, but uh, oh, that was the only thing you were saying to me. Uh, maybe Tom Felton and Emma Watson were hanging out because they were like, you know, rehearsing or whatever. Yeah, like, there, there were a lot of ducks in a row here that made sense uh, that that's that I, I guess just never, never came to me. But but I think I think you might be right there. There maybe is something else that either is going to happen or was going to happen and didn't for whatever reason the brand just seems like a disaster um i i don't know if it was on your docket to talk about but there's a like pottermore article about how they're redoing the sorting hat quiz which i don't (laughs) Uh, know which i don't know if that means they're just like rewriting the quiz like doing a whole new thing or if it's just getting new visuals no they are they are redoing the whole thing there's a little video you can watch on pottermore um that shows like like they're redoing it to be like the stupid um patronus one where it's like a 3d experience what year is it what yeah. year do they think it is <laughs> it's this it's some real web 2.0 shit uh it it's so funny it's like it, it's honestly less interactive and interesting than like a neopets game right but it just has cooler graphics but i don't understand why they think that's what people want out of pottermore uh is is a freaky new hat redesign that that will sort them instead of just like a normal quiz i yeah i don't know and and like in the the article itself it says like that it's a it mentions the app and then in parentheses is like hey remember we said we're making that it just it just feels oh, it feels yes. like a brand disaster like yeah, i no, I, I am always thinking about the that bizarre um like article they posted with the graph that we love i mean not mm-hmm. a graph um the timeline that the we timeline. love 
you you know you know this new poster with the new font was on that damn timeline yeah yeah absolutely yeah i wasn't even i i didn't make that connection but totally that is oh this this reminds me so much of the uh and i hate hate to be a gamer here on the podcast but this reminds me so much of like when blizzcon happened last year and there was that article that was like yeah they were going to announce diablo 4 or whatever but they decided not to at like the last minute right like this this really smacks of that just like oh we're getting it we're whipping everyone up into a frenzy everyone's gonna be so excited when we announce the 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 cursed child movie and then like someone like gets off the phone and makes like a like a throat cutting hand gesture to jk (laughs) rowling or something like like nope sorry nix it we can't we can't do that right now like like something 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 got i feel like some wires got crossed here that is that is i think maybe the most plausible take here yeah i i guess i'm still anticipating another announcement but they really blew it (laughs) maybe maybe they're gonna um maybe they'll announce something as soon as we finish recording again yeah maybe uh i think nothing nothing like highlights just how weird this is than the actual article they published called the story behind cursed child's new design which is a full article dedicated to explaining the new poster to you you know what this makes me think of it makes Mm. me think of this happens to gamers sometimes Mm -hmm. and it'll be where those weird uh like they are public but they are kind of, they are for like industry insiders and like shareholder meeting type things happen. But somehow they like hit the mainstream and everyone is going to tune in and listen to the quarterly quarterly reports. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And like gamers get a little bit like, oh, we're going to hear some announcements. And then they like bum themselves out because they like didn't really realize that it's <laughs> yeah. not really for them and it's not really for yeah, this is, the this consumer. Is, yeah. The, those are like the phone calls were like, like, uh, uh, Jim lots of money calls in from his yacht and is like, can you tell me about, uh, are you going to be making more call of duty this year? And then the CEO says, yeah, uh, yes, we are. We are noticing that the sales graph for call of duty is pointing upwards. We will be announcing a new call of duty, uh, for gamers this year. Please keep investing in our company. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the great question. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what's happening here. It keeps happening with Harry Potter where it's like for some reason the brand is getting its wires crossed and they just like release these but drum up excitement from like a more public audience than it's really for. Yeah, or or, may, or maybe like they have nothing else and so they just fast track that stuff too. Because the thing is, I, I, I that that is 100% what happened here or at least that's 100% of like what this content feels like. But for whatever reason, they got J.K. Rowling to tweet about it. And that's the part where it just becomes really weird. Like if they had just changed, if they had just like snuck in a new logo uh, and then, you know, published a blog post, it's like, yep, we updated the logo for brand synergy. I don't think anyone would have really cared that much. Like it or at least it would have been met with like an appropriate level of excitement, right? Like people who are really into Cursed Child be like, oh, cool. They changed the logo. Yay. And people who didn't give a shit would continue to not give a shit. But like this weird thing where they got jk rowling to tweet an ominous like quote from the play and a and a, and a screen cap of the logo is really 
I think I think really raised expectations in a really funny way. It did for me, and I don't. Yeah, I don't too. give a shit, really. <laughs> I was. I, I was mean, ready. I do for the content, but <laughs> uh, I, I don't have like a, a, a different, like an, a, a horse in that race right, from a right. fandom perspective. Right. Um. She didn't tweet about her game. The, the, she didn't tweet about the game. Maybe that is a fuck you. Maybe you're right. I, that, that's that, that's something I would not put past her. Right? It's like, oh, this is the. She is obviously very invested in having control over her own creative work, which, you know, I, I honestly, you know, I can't I can't uh, uh, fault her for that much, except for the fact that her involvement in her own creative work has been so bad recently. So, you know, it it balances out there a little bit. But but like, yeah, that, that why else? Why else would she only tweet about a cursed child logo? Like maybe this maybe this is a fuck you, but also like a like a like a a petty shot at Warner Bros. Like like look how much I could look how much I can whip the fan base up, tweeting fucking <laughs> nothing, and like you you need me out here evangelizing Harry Potter, right? Like I, like I guess so. Like I'm not like like yeah you want like if you want me to tweet about your stupid fucking app you better get in line or something i don't know i don't know but let's let's uh go real quick through this uh pottermore article because it is it is surreal uh sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places is the prophetic new tagline for harry potter and the cursed child which has just revealed this sensational new look across its marketing artwork and venues across the world hmm. i love it when marketing artwork gets updated uh, within the new design and beautifully displayed in 3D outside the theater buildings in New York, we see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child celebrating its place as the eighth story in the canon by incorporating J.K. Rowling's name and the iconic lightning bolt Harry Potter logo. The logo was originally designed by legendary Harry Potter illustrator Mary Grand Prix over 23 years ago and has continued to be used across books, films, and many official projects all over the world since. Like, you're right. This really has the just like the feel of an internal memo right like this isn't for public consumption who cares then they have a big picture of the poster which i'm sure no one is shocked to hear is god awful uh because (laughs) it is a big ugly yellow poster um it has the texture of like one of those uh uh photo backdrops that the guys who did homecoming pictures for yearbooks would put behind everyone uh it has a weirdly photoshopped tiny harry potter uh shooting a lightning bolt into the sky and inside the lightning bolt they have like put the voldemort logo as well yeah that is, it looks like it took about 20 minutes to make i would say sure uh and i'm allowed to say that because i work in photoshop all the time i'm not making fun of graphic designers uh or or artists that's just look i i i know how this works i i i know that you you i know that you put the voldemort logo in there as an overlay and called it done i it's all good yeah yeah uh in this new creative approach we can see an adult harry casting in quotes a magnificent lightning bolt of course a reference to harry's famous scar But if you look a little Mm. closer, you'll see the looming thread of the dark mark, the sign of Lord Voldemort and his followers dwelling in the spell's glow. Could this ominous symbol from the wizarding world signify how the impact of Voldemort still haunts Harry as a grown-up? I don't know. Maybe. 
You you made the fucking poster, not me. I mean, uh, I, ca- I can't even go see the damn play. Yeah, if I if perhaps uh, perhaps I'd be able to answer if you made a movie out of this and I could go see it for twenty dollars instead of seven hundred. The tagline "Sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places" was written by J.K. Rowling herself. But can we talk? What does that mean? Sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places. That has um, like sometimes. Sometimes you <laughs> create a mirror universe, and Cedric Diggory is a Death Eater. Is what that means. It's very it, literal. It has real like MySpace profile picture quote vibes. I feel it yeah. kind of doesn't mean anything. Uh, it was written by J.K. Rowling herself for the original play description and lends further intrigue to the image. Thank God. Uh, the new design draws subtle allusions to the show's story, which focuses on Harry and many of our most beloved characters, as well as a new generation of characters in a magical experience on stage. Uh, and then they just talk about the the event they held where they showed everyone the new logo. There's some really good pictures of people screaming their heads off when they see the new logo. Uh, they're They're really into this. I love a new logo. We are very proud that J.K. Rowling chose to tell her eighth story on stage, just as she created a generation of lifelong readers of the Harry Potter book series. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is now doing the same for theater, with over half of our audiences worldwide being first-time theatergoers of all ages, said Sonia Friedman and Colin Callender, producers of Cursed Child. Yeah, uh, I feel like the difference between that and like what Harry Potter did for making reading popular with kids is that a book costs $9.95. Uh, and a and a and a play is not accessible to any of these children. Yeah, it's not. It's not like. It's not really like kids are like parents. Are like God, Timmy, I wish you would go and and go to Broadway instead of playing <laughs> Fortnite all day. <laughs> I, yeah, what what? No parent in the history of the universe has gone. Oh. I wish I had a theater kid. (laughs) Can you please log out of Roblox and go to the theater? Can you please stop caring about sports and go to the legitimate theater, please? (laughs) uh, It is so exciting to watch audiences all over the world be transported back to Hogwarts, in quotes, that is also now a tag uh, a like copyrighted phrase i think is back to hogwarts back to hogwarts in quotes that sucks so much to revisit their beloved characters there's nothing like the experience of being in a theater a theater with a community of others seeing and experiencing (laughs) in real time as the magic unfolds live before your eyes the boy who lived lives on and the story continues on stage across the world because as jk rowling said wait hold on (laughs) Okay, I need to back up here. There is nothing like the experience of being in a theater with a community of others, seeing and experiencing in real time as the magic unfolds live before your eyes. The boy who lived lives on, and the story continues on stage across the world because, as J.K. Rowling herself said, sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places. What? What does that have to do with that? why is what that's a little ominous don't you think oh, sometimes that, sa- that sounds like a bad thing yeah that's not, oh i was sitting down and en- i was sitting down to enjoy some theater and then something bad happened is, is what that 
implies like, that to was me. unexpected. I thought I was out for a nice evening at the theater, <laughs> uh, but and I couldn't have expected this darkness. I couldn't have expected the darkness of this this suck ass play to unfold in front of me. <laughs> Indeed, much like a moving Hogwarts staircase, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child production continues to surprise fans worldwide, with the production soon opening in San Francisco, Toronto, and Hamburg, with the latter being the first time the play opens in a non-English language. If that wasn't enough, an exciting new behind-the-scenes book, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, The Journey, detailing the long journey that brought Harry Potter to the stage will be published later this year. We will definitely be buying that legally with money. Mm. Uh, uh, absolutely on in, in a physical format not digitally uh the story will bring fans fantastic insight into a production that brought jk rowling together with some of the theater world's most distinguished practitioners to bring the magic of harry potter to life on stage uh stay tuned to find out what more the show has to offer as time rolls on so maybe there are more announcements coming and beware there has to be beware any dark marks that may cross your path so they're going to be like an ARG or something. That's actually my like one of the first things I thought when I saw her tweet that image out. Like, oh, is a is a cursed child ARG going to announce a movie or something? Every, everything that we could have imagined is way cooler than what actually happened, which was someone accidentally made the internal memo public again. That keeps that keeps happening. It keeps happening. I I think the funniest thing uh, I will I will I will leave I'll, just before I wrap this up. I would like to uh, draw people's attention to the fact that the picture that she tweeted out of the dark mark uh, is maybe generously uh, like two hundred pixels wide by four hundred pixels high, and so it looks like <laughs> shit. And also, I think either has a either she used the bucket fill tool on it and fucked it up because there's like a gray bar at the top or it was a screenshot she took on her phone and like still had the like drag down menu thing oh darn at the top so even even this tweet was kind of lazily tossed off it looks like uh i'm i'm really not sure what any of this was supposed to mean and i like it really comes down to the fact that if they thought that the uh that the logo change was uh worth whipping everyone up for that's really funny or something else happened that we don't know about um, and we're gonna find out some something else later right like like i feel like those are the only two options here i feel like wb doesn't acquire this for no reason totally right like like why why else why bother if if they're not if they're not going to be uh, uh uh making a movie or a tv series or like expanding the the play to go on tour or something why would they bother acquiring because i i think they already it's not like they weren't making money off of cursed child i think i think they still have those rights i think this is literally just a like uh uh logo branding thing like mm-hmm. like like this th- this isn't this isn't like a new acquisition of the play uh so much so much as like just i don't know i could be wrong but i'm fairly certain this isn't like a like a brand new money maker for them Hmm. so that's that uh what an exciting uh exciting uh bunch of nothing 
Speaking of exciting bunches of nothings, shall we get to our reading for this week? Wait. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's do it. We read, we read chapter 36, the only one he ever feared. The I only one he ever called. feared. The only uh, one. I, I have it on my notes here, and I read it out loud, and I was like, is that right? Because it's the only one he ever feared. It's the very only cool one he ever stuff. feared. Very the cool. only one he ever feared. It's very cool. Um, so we, it is just a direct continuation of the last chapter it was a dramatic chapter uh cut when Sirius you know fell through the veil and was dead and now we're kind of jumping right back in and and Harry is his in denial he doesn't he doesn't get it he doesn't understand he's like no I heard voices he's just he just went through the veil he's going to come right back and and we kind of get the sad tragic you know, Lupin like saying, no, he's gone. You have to accept it. And and Harry kind of realizing slowly what has, is, has happened um, as the battle, the epic battle rages all around him between the order of the Phoenix members and the, and the death eaters. Um, Neville kind of shows up to tell Harry that he's sorry. that Sirius is dead. Um, Bellatrix ends up dueling Kingsley a little bit, but but Bellatrix decides that it's it's time for her to run away because Dumbledore has showed up to to round up the Death Eaters. Um, but Harry is 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 filled with rage. You know he's he's realized that Sirius is dead. Bellatrix has killed him, so so he takes chase uh, through kind of a sort of like um, dream sequency sort of chase through the Department of Mysteries and she's running and, and laughing and and on and on. But he does eventually catch up with her um, and uh, she she taunts him again uh, about killing Sirius and um, and so Harry tries to cast a Crucio on her, but it doesn't really work. And, and this is kind of where we get the explanation, um, I think, uh, where Bellatrix says, like, if you're going to use an unforgivable, you really have to mean it. Like, you really have to mean to cause pain to someone. Um, and uh, Harry kind of tells her um, in in his his anger and and trying to kind of buy time that the prophecy is destroyed. Um, she she just doesn't really believe it. She doesn't want to let Voldemort down, but but he he tells her like. Yep, it's gone, um, and and Voldemort knows it because Harry can start to feel how like the pain in his scar as Voldemort realizes what's happened and is and is super mad about it. Um, Voldemort shows up. Um, they're in the room in the Ministry with the the fountain, um, with the with the statues of the centaur and the wizard and the witch and the goblin and the house elf i think um and and voldemort is is mad um but he basically is just like okay well i'm sick of you i'm gonna kill you now and he casts a killing curse at harry harry thinks he's about to die um but just just at the the last moment um one of the statues in the fountain animates and jumps in front of the curse um dumbledore is there and this is where we get the epic duel between voldemort and dumbledore and it's extremely cool um and dumbledore has animated the fountain statues and they're like doing cool stuff and walking around and uh one of them fights bellatrix i guess um and voldemort's kind of you know they're they're basically showing off the coolest wizard spells um and it's very like atmospheric and actiony um dumbledore and voldemort kind of do some verbal sparring um voldemort tells dumbledore to 
Like, why, why don't, why don't you just kill me? And Dumbledore says, like, that wouldn't satisfy me. There are worse things than death. And Voldemort says, no, there isn't. Um, uh, there's a point where Fox kind of jumps in and like intercepts a spell, maybe a killing curse or something, and um, has to become a baby bird again. Uh, right at the end of this this very long, very cool action sequence, uh, Voldemort possesses Harry. I think it's it's kind of a little bit ambiguous, but I I think that what is happening is that Harry gets possessed, um, but in the moment where he is in pain and, and is like made to either attack Dumbledore or stand in the way, um, Harry either accepts death and thinks that it's okay to die. And so Voldemort just like, can't stand to, to be in there anymore or else um, he's like thinking about how he cares about Sirius and Voldemort can't stand that. But either way, Voldemort is, has, has to get, get on out of Harry's body. um, And he, escapes he goes away he's realizing that he can't he can't win this fight um and then a bunch of ministry wizards appear out of the fires that are around and they're all saying hey was that voldemort and fudge shows up and is like i saw that voldemort is alive um and dumbledore and fudge get into kind of an argument um dumbledore says like you can't arrest me i will fight all of you you can come talk to me in a half an hour. I'm taking Harry back to the school. And he makes a port key and Harry teleports away. Voldemort's really fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, this, <laughs> I, this book has, or this series rather, has such a problem with making the villains uh, intimidating at all. Because we are now two for two on Voldemort appearing at the climax of a book and just fucking up everything he's trying to do. Right. Yeah. He is not. He Voldemort has not actually succeeded once ever in, in he, this He got resurrected series. at least. He, you're, that's true. So we got. OK, so he's one out of four. He did not manage to kill Harry Potter as a baby. He He was defeated by a powerful baby. A one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then he he was resurrected and failed to kill a fourteen-year-old, uh, and now he was unable to trick a fifteen-year-old into stealing an orb, uh, and also failed to kill him, uh, and just also failed to kill Dumbledore, and so now now he's gone i guess now now he's he's back to square one back to the back to the war room to plan what his next epic uh epic evil maneuver will be i don't feel like this i know that we haven't gotten the explanation of the orb yet but i am just not very no nothing has kind of communicated the gravity of the orb to me effectively no, no nothing we 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 saw the um we saw briefly like like the recording or whatever you want to call it of like professor trelawney giving a, a giving her uh prophecy to the orb or however however it's given um when it was smashed we vaguely know because lucius malfoy said so and we know he's very trustworthy mm. um that uh only the person the orb is about can touch the orb mm-hmm. but then once they have touched the orb 
I guess all I guess it's no holds barred at that point. Once someone has touched the orb, anyone can touch the orb. But the first person to touch the orb must be the person that the orb speaks about. I I feel like I'm mostly in these books calling for more ambiguity. Like I feel like a lot of the time stuff is over explained mm-hmm. or has to be really very literal. Um, but in this case, I'm feeling almost the opposite. Like I don't have enough information about right. anything to care. Like, and and really, like I I don't need like a, a, a like a complete explanation of everything. But like, is is I I know someone picked up Orb. It was mm-hmm. not about them, so they ended up in the hospital. Yeah, right. But they were going to make a recovery. Is that a property of the Department of Mysteries? Like, is that like a security spell that is in the orb room? Is that a property of the orb itself and of prophecies mm-hmm. in general? Are the orbs like created on purpose? Like, like because the prophecy is verbal, right? Like, we know that Trelawney like said this prophecy unprompted in a bar, right? Mm-hmm. So is every time some like a true seer makes a prophecy, does it just manifest as a physical object on its own that no one can touch except the people that are part of it or is that like a government function that it's like they are yeah do the, fe- do the feds the come to your door and they're like we heard ma'am ma'am we heard that you made a true prophecy in a bar last night uh we are gonna need to tactically excavate that from your brain right but that's the other thing is that i think that at least Trelawney, who I think is the only person that we ever see make a prophecy, doesn't ever remember making them. Right. I, I know that Snape was the one that overheard the prophecy. We find that out later, right? But did yeah. he, like, submit a form with the government for the <laughs> orb? <laughs> or... I'm following my orb report. You, If you overhear you a prophecy, you've got to file an orb report. It's like jury duty. You can't get out of it. Did the uh, orb just, or did it just appear and f- and fall to the ground, and then they have to send like the um the guys that work at the Department of Mysteries, the Unspeakables, to come and like pick up the orb with like special gloves because you can't touch it. Right? Is is orb like egg? Is orb like an egg that is laid when prophecy happen? Right. Or is it a? Or do they do they do they like do they like swoop the? Do they like visit the location? The orb, like, are they like the ghost hunters on TV? And they're like, ah, is there a prophecy in here? And then they they swoop it up with their wands and then put it in an orb and then put it on the shelf and say, now no one can touch this. It's just it is like you say, like, like normally I think both of us are are really invested in this story, having more ambiguity and, and letting people fill in the blanks. But it, it, that is difficult when you are dealing with like a MacGuffin in a story and it's like I need to at least know what this thing does right like I I it was more logical when the characters were under the misconception that it was a weapon uh because at least then like like that's vague that's still vague but like I know what a weapon does right uh what what does Voldemort seeing the trelawney orb accomplish i i don't know i have some information ooh, from the harry ooh, potter wiki Ooh, there is an entry 
on the Harry Potter wiki. I had to follow this from uh, Googling Harry Potter prophecy, which brought me to the Sybil Trelawney's first prophecy, which linked to <laughs> prophecy as a concept, which linked to this article called a prophecy record. A prophecy record is a small spun glass ball used to record prophecies. The orbs appear to contain a swirling mist and are kept under high security and may even be manufactured in the Hall of Prophecy, a room in the Department of Ministries within the Ministry of Magic. The prophecy records are often referred to as simply prophecies. Although this is an incorrect term, the prophecy records are merely logs of prophecies made, i.e. the recordings of the words spoken by a seer. This is done as a means of keeping track of the prophecies made. <laughs> it's not. This is not going to have any this other information for me, is it? No. Uh, so, it, 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 it is just a recording. You can get a prophecy record in Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Oh shit. I've not you seen one. You can put of those. it in your sticker book. Oh fuck. That's what Voldemort's doing. He's trying he's trying to level up in his app. It's like I need this sticker for my fucking sticker book. Yeah. I mean that makes about as much sense. Yeah, it is it is it is very confusing because we we know that no one except the subject can touch it, which is fair enough, but we don't really and we see kind of third hand and you kind of have to read between the lines to realize like, oh, that's what happened to to, to Bode or, or Podmore or whatever in the hospital wing. Um, I, I all I would have needed, I think would be for one of the one of the 13 nameless death eaters hanging out with lucius malfoy to Maybe be Jugson. like <laughs> yes jug J doug jugson uh could could say ah screw it boss i'm gonna grab the orb and then run <laughs> forward and lucius is like no dugson stop don't do that and then jugson grabs the the orb out of harry's hand or like off the shelf or whatever and then he goes ah and crumbles into dust like in like in uh or indiana jones right like <laughs> okay but why can they all touch the orb once harry's picked it up is it the shelf is the shelf doing it <laughs> so that's what's okay so here's what is super confusing is that i i i realized this and i looked it up and and i think this was like the prevailing like forum theory at the time of this book's release was that there's the whole scene where harry has the orb and then he gives it to neville to hold on to during their fight right and like neville okay. has it in his pocket sure and everyone was like ah that's that's what proves that the orb prophecy is about neville because there's a, it's like harry potter question mark and then there's the there's like the whole thing with like oh it could have also been about neville the, uh, mm. the, um so like that's a fairly interesting clue at least except for the fact that like in that if that is the case what is the plan once you have the orb because if it could because if 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 you are saying that like it only harry can touch it even once it's off the shelf uh and 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 neville as well because he is technically mentioned in it then uh what were they going to do with it like like were they going to like force harry at gunpoint to crack the orb somewhere convenient where they could all watch it 
They didn't want him to break the orb. It makes more sense since something pops out and says something once you break it that Lucius Malfoy would just like knock it out of his hand. Yeah. And be like, okay, got it. Because they just, they want the information, right? They want to confirm that, well, no, because then we are are going in circles here. And I don't think, I just don't think this is ever answered in a satisfactory way. What was the point of the orb? Why did Voldemort spend a year gaslighting a child isn't it literally because voldemort heard half of it like he heard i think that's what it is i think it's like neither one can live while the other and and i was like oh shit what what What, is it what is that oh fuck oh i'm very stupid i can't work this one out (laughs) uh yeah like, like he so he only heard half of it but also like he clearly is lacking he's lacking a lot of key information because he like (laughs) okay so he needs to okay so he's trying to get the prophecy i'm gonna go we're we're gonna go mad this is we're like we're increasing our 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 cosmic insight way too much trying to figure this one out (laughs) um he is trying to get the orb so he can hear the other half of the prophecy that that he is unsure about whether or not says uh uh only one may live while the other blanks or whatever but he also seems really nonchalant about like killing harry all the time so i it's clearly not weighing heavy (laughs) on his mind that like oh if i kill harry i die too right like like he's even even in this scene he's like well fuck it (laughs) yeah he's like well okay fuck it i didn't get the orb but i at least you're here so i can get you i'm so sick of you yeah so he's he's clearly not like worried about that or 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 like concerned that that might be what the prophecy says he just doesn't know at all apparently like anything to do with the prophecy so mm, why orb why he need orb um, you know how in the last chapter, Harry was like, why doesn't Voldemort just come get Orb? And Lucius is like, you're an idiot. You think that Voldemort would just walk into the Ministry of Magic while no one thinks he's back? <laughs> and that's literally what he does. He does it anyway. He does so it anyway. Why, apparently, it's extremely easy to sneak into the Ministry of Magic. Like, really easy. Well, like apparently, super easy. Uh, apparently at five <laughs> o'clock, literally everyone goes home. There's no secure. There's no night. night there's no night watchman. Like I, when there's when not a fucking janitor. No, there's when, nothing. Like, when the when the when the chapter previous had them come in and it was like, oh, it was it was so spooky and empty and eerie. There was no one there. I was like, oh, it's six o'clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, they like the Death Eaters must have like killed slash like tied up all the workers. Right. Like they're they've they've cleaned house in preparation for Harry coming. <laughs> no, apparently everyone just goes home. <laughs> just Just no more politics to do today just just clocking in don't have any so here's the thing Hmm. voldemort wanted to hear the prophecy right yes like gotta have someone pick it up but then to hear it you have to break it right apparently harry hermione and ron knocked over and broke hundreds of prophecies oh yeah voldemort 
is willing to just walk into the Ministry of Magic since that is what he does. Yeah. So why didn't he just walk in at midnight or whatever <laughs> and just like hit hit that one just orb with a wind it. spell? Yeah. Knock just- it knock it off the damn shelf and be like, "Okay, I got my information." Or have yeah. Lucius do it. I don't know. They were all there. They were all there. They were just standing right next to the shelf, looking at it, going like, I can't wait we're for this teenager for to, come, to come in and pick up the orb for us so we can taunt him. Just, what? just like use your use like a hook and just like pull it off. There. <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, a, like a cartoon with like a big shepherd's crook. Like you, you, you stick it in from from off frame and pull yank the orb over. Because you're right, like, like whatever ill effects happen when you break an orb that isn't yours clearly doesn't apply to, like, indirect orb breakage because they knocked over, like, every fucking shelf in there and nothing happened. Right, you gotta, like, if this is really gonna be your, like, reason that you're gonna put in there as to why Voldemort couldn't walk in and pick up the orbs, like, no one else can, you might as well, like, put it in a locked box, right? Like, only Harry can open the locked box. Like, there's just no access to it. You could just put it in fucking Gringotts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? Like, like, that's, we already have a, a place in the wizarding world where nobody except the, like, appointed person can get, collect an object. That was like the that was like the core mystery of the first book. Like we we have we have that. We have that mechanism already. I I really like um that this I just lost my thought completely. You it love just orb. like it left me like all of the orbs getting smashed. <laughs> like or like orbs in the rain uh well well if you if you if you pick it back up oh uh, i just picked it up i can't but i can't believe that the reason that voldemort's plan didn't work is because he like harry was too stupid to know about the prophecy in the first place (laughs) like what what a fucking like he's like oops i guess my whole plan that i've been working on for a year in prison possessing your stupid brain didn't work because dumble i i forgot dumbledore didn't tell you about orb it's so stupid well okay let's 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 get there we we've we've got to get there we've got orb talk out of the way let's let's talk about this this big old action sequence that leads to voldemort realizing that harry is a fucking rube um how how the serious death hit did you have did you get did you get a little teary did you feel did you feel sad for harry no no Mm. it's such a well i did feel sad but not because of what the book did what was sad was like oh they really squandered this amazing serious characterization they had yeah they sure did i loved the harry serious relationship in this book so much uh and it is whisked away for the corniest like post-death scene imaginable like what is so silly about this is harry harry has seen people die already mm-hmm. like like the, this entire book even is dedicated to him like like unconsciously processing that trauma like he just right. saw serious or he uh, excuse me he saw cedric getting blown away for no reason and like has been dealing with that for a year 
and for him to suddenly revert to this bizarre, like childlike innocence, just to have it shattered again by Sirius dying is so silly. And just like like it would have been so much sadder, honestly, if he just knew, right? Like like if he if he saw it happen and knew all too well what it meant that like great now my now like the one the one guy who like has any connection to my family uh who treats me like a son is is dead now that would have been so much more effective than this bizarre like scene where lupin is dragging him away like like aragorn dragging frodo away from gandalf falling off a cliff (laughs) like why why is he why is he like this now why like like this whole book has been about him like processing death and and being surly because he you know he knows what it's like now to lose people and and how and how grim it is and and why 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 now yeah i guess it really tried to play on this like idea that there was no body right like he it was just like he disappeared Mm -hmm. which i guess is like weird but but it's also just like i i don't know like cedric got green light shot at him and he died so it's not like the, the the innocence is is strange i also feel like i I'm really stuck on this idea that this book is written in a way that um like works visually but doesn't work for a book. Like mm-hmm. I was really struck by the fact that when Harry was um like thinking and coming to terms with the fact that Sirius died that his idea of that was very visual. Like we got a like we it, it was very much like what his face looked like and he like thinks about his hair and and like uh, it feels more like it it's like movie direction like it's like harry is like it's like it's like a it's like a flashback montage like i can see i can see it happening and i can hear the music and it's like it's like tearjerker um uh fault in our stars flashback montage but that's not what i want from a book where a character is thinking about his internal life and what he has lost with this person right no you're you're completely right i and and like to 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 go back to the thing that i was saying is a joke but actually i think applies here almost one-to-one uh this is this is gandalf's movie death like (laughs) like this 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 part where so there's the part that you mentioned that was like the flashback but the part that really sticks out to me is like being like oh this is this is movie writing um is this like part where it's describing lupin him lupin dragging him away he has like his like little flashback moment that you mentioned and then it goes through like this little like list of scenes where it says Dumbledore had most of the Death Eaters grouped in the middle of the room, seemingly immobilized by invisible ropes. Mad-Eye Moody had crawled back across the room to where Tonks lay and was attempting to revive her. Behind the dais, there were still flashes of lights, grunts, and cries. Kingsley had run forward to continue the duel with Bellatrix. It is literally, like, this is the, like, this the moment in a movie when a character dies and, like, 
we see the reaction on the other character's face and like the sound kind of gets muffled oh yeah and you sort of like you like like it's it's not quite fully slow motion it's just a little woozy uh you know the the music swells a little bit uh uh you kind of see what else what else is happening around the character and then all of a sudden the sound pops back in and the character <laughs> says harry like it like that is it is just that it is just the scene where they're dragging frodo away from gandalf dying and like there are still arrows being fired at them but like the sound is really muffled like you know the 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 goblins are still chasing them but it's oh that's not really what matters anymore it's oh my friend's dead right like it it is just that scene which it, works it great in a film is. It, it works it does yeah I, I also think that like these i think these books make the reader feel smart. And I don't want that to sound like a bad thing, mm -hmm. but I think this is a case where it kind of is a little bit in that I think that it makes you feel really clever and it makes you feel like this is a very easy read, but only because it is inferring visual scenes that are so ingrained and you already know so right. well. Right. It is, it is, it is leaning I mean, it's 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 interesting to to talk about it this way because, it, it, like you say, I don't think it's an inherently a bad thing to lean on tropes, right? Mm -hmm. um, everyone does. Uh, it is how stories are told. It, it's not a bad thing to to like fill in the gaps for people with with tropes uh, and and you know cliches to like convey what what you mean. What's weird is reading a book where it's not really leaning on like literary tropes it's leaning on cinema tropes and visual like editing tropes yeah like, like 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 the part that i just read where you know where it's just where it's just like dumbledore has you know dumbledore has the death ears grouped up blah 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 kingsley is dueling bellatrix tonks is on the floor and then a character says harry and harry like kind of comes back to comes back to the present like that is just an that's just an editing trick right like that is that is describing a film scene which is again like i said like you know nothing wrong with some like leaning on some visual thinking but like it is so weird to see it lean specifically on a film editing trope not a literary like storytelling trope it's it's very odd it's an odd experience to read like especially like like for me i'm just having such a weird time reading this because like i i took so many screenwriting courses in in college and i'm like oh this is just like the kind of stuff i was reading at that time like this is this is paced exactly like a script it's very strange yeah i i think i think that it is the most striking when action is happening although i have always kind of had this lingering theory that the reason like the mass appeal of harry potter is related to it reading like a tv show like i yeah. do i do think the experience of reading harry potter is the experience of watching tv and it's and it's not always a bad thing i think we have both praised ep or um chapters of this book as feeling like tv episodes when they like end on like a really snazzy cliffhanger right or like en <laughs> end on like a uh a, a, a good one-liner or something that feels like the close of a tv episode it's not always a bad thing it's just very strange here because it has i think the focus has shifted from like oh 
holistically, this entire package feels like I just watched a good TV episode to I'm not getting any storytelling meat out of this. I can only picture a movie scene, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think that the the way that Harry reflects on his grief, it works in a movie if if it's done well because you are visually hearkening back to scenes that did have emotional impact, right? Mm-hmm. Like like if you are flashing back to a scene of characters interacting that like stands on its own kind of that that works pretty well i think that's a pretty like good engineered to be a tearjerker thing and in this case harry is just like in his moment of grief thinking about sirius's hair which is which is (laughs) fine but i'm more like harry do you have a crush on him like what's (laughs) which is again That'd be fine, too, but that's not what's happening here. (laughs) It just creates a very weird effect. What what you mean is like like that that aspect of it is unintentional, right? Because it's leaning so hard. It's like when we've talked about the. um, Like the the weird obsession that Harry has with girls hair right Mm -hmm. that's a constant image in this and it's such a visual thing, but like that's the only thing we ever know about what harry finds attractive in women is like oh she has cool hair or whatever and that's fine but then for that to then manifest as like oh that's i guess the only thing he notices about his godfather who also incidentally he has called handsome multiple times it's, oh so many so many times in this book yeah so i you know i totally i totally understand where you're coming from there right like this is a this is a recurring image that has been used to mean something else and you can't just use it to mean grief now. Like, right. like yeah, it's very, it's, it's very odd. Also, Lupin's really upset. Lupin's which pretty again, upset. He's upset in kind of a similar way. Like I, like I, we obviously don't get to hear what he's thinking, but again, I feel like this book keeps like in, in the, interest of trying to be visual or very cinematic accidentally hits on like i feel like lupin just lost his boyfriend right (laughs) yeah yeah, totally i can see i can see why wolfstar is such a common ship because because yeah he's a good one it's a good it's a good one absolutely but it's uh it 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 really if if you are if you are a visual thinker uh this this definitely conjures up images of like every movie where someone reacts to their lover dying, right? Like it is, mm-hmm. it, it it is an easy go to there. So yeah, that's, that's completely, uh, completely reasonable. I, I fully understand that ship now. Uh, and yeah. it's probably entirely by accident. Uh, how did yeah. you feel about after, after this whole dramatic death sequence, Neville showed up to say, Oh, was that your friend? Oh, did you know him? Oh, did you know that guy? <laughs> uh did you know that guy and also just to just to let you know i did let you know last chapter as well but just in case you've forgotten uh ron is still fighting the brain but he's fine i can't believe that i cannot (laughs) i cannot believe it happened again uh yeah update on the brain situation i know it's been a little while (laughs) since we've heard um we haven't seen ron again pretty sure he's fine he's 
Still fighting the brain in there if you're wondering what Ron's up to. <laughs> and Hermione's unconscious, but uh, it's fine. She's good. Her heart's beating. <laughs> so so that's know, a good sign. So that's a good sign, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I could not. I had to like double back because I, I, I had the brief moment where I was like, wait, am I reading the right chapter? Like, did I accidentally read the last one again? But no, he just he just appears again to serve the exact same purpose to to let the audience know Ron's fighting the brain. It's chill. Hermione's fine. Hermione's not dead. Just just to be clear, everything's fine over here. Incredible. It is uh, really something. And now we get to the uh, the chase sequence. How did how did you enjoy How did you love? Did you love this big chase sequence? Uh, the chase sequence has the same the same vibe where I, I I can't keep saying this the whole time, but I can just picture the movie, right? It's no, that yeah. like, oh, we're a little off kilter. It's a little bit of a drunken chase down a hallway. And there's like a, a Joker woman running just out of reach, cackling, and it's echoing off of the hallway. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so goofy. Um, I think uh, Bellatrix is like kind of boring. She sucks. She sucks. I guess we got the key, I guess we got the key piece of information here, which is about unforgivable curses, right? Yeah, but th- like that, I think that honestly, like there's a lot of weird shit in this chapter. I think that is honestly the part that I found the strangest. Uh, this character who is supposed to be the the Joker, uh, mm-hmm. just expositing to Harry what the like, how to do curses. That that like that had such bizarre, uh, like first draft energy to me. Like, oh, I need to convey, I need to convey this piece of information to Harry that like, oh, you've you've gotta you gotta be mad when you do the the crucio or whatever. But to just have his victim, uh, uh, Bellatrix, who who is an expert in doing the torture curse, just like kind of run down the. Uh, this is here here's my i can't keep saying this it's a video game it is mm. it is the tutorial where like you it's a character explaining a mechanic to you it is so unnatural and so awkward do you do you think that he should have succeeded yes absolutely 100 percent. here's here is the way to make this scene work and both both be uh 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 like kind of scary and uncomfortable and also just like like work as like a moment of character development for both harry and bellatrix one have him like corner her or whatever and have her taunt him like like you're you're like oh what are you like what are you gonna do little kid like 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 come at me or whatever and then boom he hits her with crucio and she freaks out and, and and you know gets crucioed he immediately feels horrible about it like has you know instant remorse or whatever and stops and then when when he finishes and she's like released from the curse or whatever she starts laughing and because she's crazy and she likes being she you know she likes pain because she's the joker right i mean but right like is is am i am i crazy Am, am i am i showing my own ass a little here too much or does that not make way more sense uh hey does anyone have the um extended bellatrix harry torture scene don't own me the acting you can't was own just me. so incredible that helena bonham carter just is quite the actress if i do say so myself right and 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 what a and what a reversal when bellatrix tortures hermione later on in the series 
Um, so if anyone has an extended version of that as well, I would love <laughs> to see that acting. <laughs> but but like that, you could you could get all of this same information across, and also like make the villain still seem more intimidating by having you know having harry because harry does hate her harry does want to hurt her yeah i think that that just like extremely didn't work for me because i don't think that you cast a torture spell on someone you don't want to torture right is that is that i mean maybe that's like um not fair but like i just don't really buy that he wasn't that mad right like, like he, he clearly is trying to be this like gruff like jaded soldier guy and she just killed his godfather and he's very upset about it and he can't torture her right like he it's, cast the torture spell he what has, more what more to it is there uh, it, it is super weird because like the, it, it undermines what i think this story is trying to say even because surely like the 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 image you would want to or like that you know the idea that you would want to hammer home with with a excuse me oops i just hit my mic sorry everybody uh <laughs> surely the image you would want to like convey uh uh with this with this character moment is this idea i mean it's like it's like luke skywalker going ape shit at the end of return of the jedi right and just like beating the shit out of darth vader with his lightsaber it's yeah it's the like everyone is capable of losing control right like yeah like you can you can only push people so far like like everyone everyone has a price where their you know their morals are compromised or whatever and they resort to the the very thing that oh only the bad guys have been doing up to this point like it's very basic but like it it works that's a again that is a storytelling trope that is easy to lean on that you can uh that you can uh convey this this pretty universal idea with right sure. so having it having harry just be like so pure and good that he literally cannot torture someone is just weird like like surely the intent is what matters like what, what is this what, what is it what is it trying what is the story trying to say where the hero has has lost all uh uh you know moral moral compunction and is willing to point the gun at someone and pull the trigger but they're just not good enough at gun firing for it to work like where does the blame lie then like they're just they're just so morally pure that even their own soul keeps them from like actually doing it like i don't understand what it's trying to say it's really frustrating especially like i i don't think the chamber of secrets was that good mm. but like it was trying to kind of clumsily say you know what dumbledore says is that it's your choices right yeah and they harry chose harry and chose to torture someone yes <laughs> yeah right exactly and he did, there's no consequences for him because it didn't work, right? Right. He's he just, didn't actually choose to. He doesn't actually have agency in that choice that he made. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It is so. Yeah, it, like I said, it, it fell flat for me. And I just I, I was honestly even expecting for it to actually work and just not work very well. And for have, have her to go like, oh, 
you little baby bitch you can't like you're so bad at this or whatever right but it, it wasn't even really that it was just like oh you have to you have to you have to be evil to, i'm pretty to sure work. that we get a repeat of this scene in the next book i'm pretty sure that he tries to crucio snape at the end of half-blood prince Does but he? i could be wrong oh wow i remember so little about half-blood prince yeah, it's I, the it's the only part of the movie I remember. So it could just be movie. But I think that he attacks Snape and there's they're like walking uh, and Snape just kind of like knocks him over and is like, go away. It's the part <laughs> where Snape says, I am the half blood prince. Right. You know? Right. OK. OK. You fucking idiot. Maybe it was Sectum Semper. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't really work for me. I, I have this little bit of a theory a t- small theory mm-hmm. um that i i think in the first draft of this it worked and i think that jk rowling decided it was too much of a bummer yeah maybe yeah, like it's too it's just too far for the character or whatever yeah or like uh like really this whole book is about how harry fucked up and got his godfather killed and so it's like sex to also have this big bummer um happen also but i think that's stupid i just think there are a lot of half measures in this book where it's like totally. it wants to go somewhere and then kind of backs off at the last minute and i'm yeah. just like mm. no I, I think i think that's the perfect way to put it it really does feel like a half measure it's like it's like you so <laughs> this feels like the clear play version of the scene like <laughs> like 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 you, you this is so clearly the like the scene in 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 every action movie where the where the bad guy is cornered by the good guy and the bad guy says, "Oh, you don't have the guts to kill me or whatever." Uh, yeah. And but it just kind of fizzles out from there, like because there's two ways there, there's two way that scene goes, and it's always awesome either way. It's one either either the good guy does kill them, like cuts them off mid sentence and just blows them away, and you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Or the character is. Uh, you know they really are too good or too cowardly or however you know however the movie frames it and they do let the bad guy get away because they can't bring themselves to pull the trigger also a good scene you know there's you got a lot of good movies with versions of this uh but what happens in this book is uh the the good guy the the bad guy says uh you you know you don't have the guts to kill me and the the good guy says yes i do and pulls the trigger but the bullet uh doesn't work it's like it wants it wants to get the emotional benefit out of both of those scenarios, but yeah. won't commit to right. anything. It's, so it's just it's like literally oh, nothing the happened. Path between those scenes, yeah. That sucks so bad. Yeah, that's really boring. Voldemort's here though. Voldemort's here. And he's here, got though. a shield. Here he is. He's got. Mm, this is a boss battle. This is this is such supreme boss battle energy where. Uh, uh, Voldemort appears, Dumbledore appears, and they they have to Voldemort or uh, Dumbledore has to uh, solve the statue puzzle to keep Harry alive while he mm-hmm. fights the boss. It is so funny. I I don't want to harp on this too much um, because I also know that the information that we have about the unforgivable curses is from an unreliable source, right, Moody? Mm-hmm. I don't think that was actually supposed to be unreliable. I think that we can take what he said in that class to be pretty true. Right. I don't know. I'm taking a, I take a little bit of issue with the killing curse 
being unblockable, unstoppable. You can't do anything. It is the end of the road. You are going to kill someone. That that is the that is the curse, right? And and I don't think that's maybe the best idea because it's like kind of power creep a little bit uh, in the story. But okay, I I take exception to it can't be blocked um, unless a statue jumps in front of it. So okay, did you? Did you have the same experience I had reading these chapters where are are you a little confused now as to like the mechanics of the spell? Because it seems to, depending on what the scene calls for, is like a room filling flash of light that instantly kills you or it's like a weighty projectile. It is a weighty projectile now. Yeah. Which... It seems if like if you're a wizard, it would be really easy to not get hit by a weighty projectile that is apparently slow enough that you can animate a statue to jump in front of. Why didn't James Potter just teleport away? These are these are <laughs> people who can instantly teleport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally every wizard over the age of 17 knows how to teleport instantly. How would anyone ever get killed by the killing curse if it is a slow projectile, which which this chapter and apparently only this chapter seems to imply? Because I swear, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but when but when Voldemort cast the same spell on Frank and Cedric, it was just like, it's a flash and you're dead. It wasn't like a projectile. It's like a. It was like more about intent, right? Like if you intend to kill someone with the killing curse and you can cast it, if you have the skill to cast it and they're in the room with you, there's nothing they can do, right? Like that was the scary part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was just power. Like I think you I think you've said this before. It's just power or death, right? Like, yeah, like you're down you go. But now for the I guess now they're saving throws. What's up with that? (laughs) well not only that now now it has travel time which is just so like long travel time long travel time uh it so so we get all and it, it's a lot of like the language in, in it is confusing too because voldemort is said to hurl curses at uh at dumbledore which kind of paints a picture of like you know what it what it behaves like um a statue jumps in front of it, like jumping in front of a bullet, which is very funny. Uh, I think my favorite one, though, is when Fox appears literally out of nowhere to swallow the curse like Kazooie. Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> <laughs> like, just Kazooie eating an egg. Like, Mrah! like here we go. Like, I'm taking the curse. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um we got that we got the bird um like growing up and dying in the time bubble and we got the the death eater with the baby head and now we get the same imagery with the bird it's all very subtle yeah it's uh, uh, fox fox seems fox now seems like a way more powerful ally than i than i even initially imagined when we were talking about like hey it can carry stuff uh it can it can heal your wounds it can also apparently just act as like a a body shield for you which feels a little fucked up but hey i guess <laughs> you know I, what travels faster than bullets birds Light. 
<laughs> that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. Mm, I just don't know. I don't know what the killing curse is anymore. I, I. It really feels like it was changed just for the sake of this fight scene, so we could have the like, as you've said, like the very visual. Because uh, this is this is such a like imagining a CGI set piece scene, right? Which is remarkable because I don't think they used any of it. Which I, I'm I haven't se- I haven't seen the movie in years now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember the action sequence at the end being very striking at all. No, like, it, it was just like pretty boring and like pretty much just like did the job and got the characters where they needed to be. Um, the effort that has gone into making the visuals here very striking is is high like yeah in fact i would say it sacrificed a lot of world building in order to construct the visuals of this action sequence totally i i could all i i could i would even go as far as saying like if if this scene had been translated one-to-one onto the screen it could have actually been kind of cool yeah like there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. There's like statues fighting. There's Volmort has a cool shield deconjures. Uh, uh, like the spells are like zipping around. There's a part where Dumbledore turns water into glass. Like that, that shit's all pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I guess I could see that working in a movie. Like, like that's that, that, that has some, that at least has some like popcorn appeal to me. Uh, but I, from what I remember in the movie, they mostly fight in the in the veil room, which has World War One style like battle trenches for some reason. <laughs> uh, and then they fight and then Voldemort and Dumbledore do like a Kamehameha, like push back and forth in in the hallway. And like, that's the movie. Right. I, I even like this. This scene's got symbolism in it and themes. <laughs> There's symbols and themes. Right. It's the statue of like all the subservient creatures. Yeah, and Harry, and Harry gets like knocked on his ass or whatever, and it points out that he's eye level with the house elf. And, yeah, I mean it's, it's like it's a goof. It's really dorky, but like there's it's there, there. Yeah. and like there's some cool imagery of like I think it might be a centaur that get like its head gets blown off, so it's like this big bronze statue galloping around headless. And, like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah yeah that's pretty that's, cool that's badass yeah there's there's some imagery there that i'm like you know what that would that would at least look badass uh yeah uh but who it's knows? like Ma- at least trying to say something i'm not really sure what but <laughs> it's like maybe trying to say something there's a really cool part where they're like fighting and Voldemort teleports on top of like the plinth that the statues were on that's pretty cool yeah there's there's almost a sense of like i was reading this and thinking about how boring most of fantastic beasts has been um except for that remember there was that like one action sequence in the second one that we both really liked that was like the um the fight in like the french ministry where the zulu was like walking on top of the shelves and was like predicting which shelf was going to rise up next Mm -hmm. and so there was like this really satisfying visual of it like reaching a leg out really far and then a thing popping up to meet it and it just sort of like spidering around like that like jk rowling wrote that in the script for sure uh so she's she's got honestly a keen eye for like good action design uh when she 
you know, when she hit like when when she's firing all cylinders, it, it works, which is, it kind of is kind of I, I need to sit with that a bit. Right. Because like, you know, we we know that her screenwriting is honestly pretty terrible for the most part, but she's <laughs> good at that part of it. She's good at the action scene part, um, which is I don't know. That's just kind of interesting. There's another world where like J.K. Rowling was a stunt coordinator or something yeah yeah and it's like there's a lot of this like wizard duel that i honestly liked on its own like i liked the return of the the wizard duel action feeling a little bit more like the dueling club from book two where Mm -hmm. it's like you have these like super powerful wizards and it's like in the dueling club where we saw like the second year students doing it it's like they were casting like like draco his big cool spell was like a normal snake and then Mm -hmm. we get to see these like super powerful cool god wizards and they're like casting just like these huge questionably effective like you know like fire snakes and like scary stuff like that and it's like kind of goofy and fun it at least goofy and fun in a movie probably yeah i mean it, it, it at least addresses somewhat my complaint from the last action chapter which was that like the spells are boring like at least like it, it feels weird that like i guess only voldemort and dumbledore are at the level where they can come up with anything creative for their fights but it at least had that feel of like oh these guys are legit like like they're country, yeah they're country yeah. fire snakes and controlling I mean, statues I get, I get so bored when it's just um a stand-in for guns mm-hmm. and, and i'm not even saying that like you can't write creative scenes where people are in a gunfight or no whatever. i love i love a good action movie where i don't know john wick he does cool karate flips and, and and shoots guys in cool ways but like that works because it's a gun right yeah it's it's also hard to imagine like wizards choosing to be creative when they could like when shooting a gun just seems <laughs> better right yeah um but it is it's still like kind of fun in this scene um what how about the back and forth that voldemort has with dumbledore is this supposed to be foreshadowing evil dumbledore or is it just like saying the theme at us i'm so confused by this yes because what is weird about this is uh normally when character normally like like there are things worse than death is a oft repeated theme in like every fantasy story right yeah um normally when a character is saying that it's very gravely because they are they are imparting wisdom onto a young character who only sees the world in black and white and can only conceive of like living and dying right Mm -hmm. uh normally it is not said by characters who are like i'm i like i killing you would be too good for you i'm gonna fuck you up which is what vold which is what dumbledore is saying here which is really (laughs) weird like but he also like doesn't so yeah there there are things worse than death i can summon a statue that'll take your gun shots for me uh, and I will make a bird swallow a spell for me. You cannot even conceive of of what I can do to you beyond killing you. I can make this this water turn into glass uh, and not shoot it at you because that would be oof, owie, gross, you. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's very, but yeah, it's a very. 
I don't know if it's supposed to come off as fucked up sounding as it does, but it really makes Dumbledore come off as the psycho here. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out if it's like, is, the, is this our first taste of evil Dumbledore? Like, we, we know that that's like a, a part that he has, <laughs> but I don't think that's true. The way it feels is it feels like a narrative beat that's trying to tell me the theme of the story, but that's also not true. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just is like kind of an unrelated, like, badass thing to say, I guess. Um, is it hinting at horcruxes was another thing i thought of because it's like oh if i kill you you're just gonna be alive again mm. but that's kind of the opposite of what dumbledore is trying to say here. right right yeah because because he explicitly says killing was like like killing you would be too good for you or whatever or like that also, oh, killing, like killing you would not satisfy me yeah what the fuck also <laughs> why did voldemort set him up so well to say that <laughs> He's like, why don't you just fucking kill me then? Yeah. Why would you say that? Honestly, that that whole sequence, like I said earlier at the the beginning of this segment, was like, like, like Voldemort, what's his, what's his plan here? Because the best, (laughs) the best thing he can can come up with is one telling Dumbledore, so why don't you fucking kill me then, dude? And then when he doesn't, he possesses Harry Potter and says, come on, dude, step on me. I'm a little worm. Kill me. Like, like what, is, what is his deal? What's his plan? I, I really wish there had been more time to spend on like Lucius's like crisis of faith with Voldemort because I'm just I'm like stuck on this idea that Lucius is just like oh Voldemort is this genius he's playing four-dimensional chess he would never just walk into the ministry like an idiot and then like <laughs> next beat here he is doing the exact same thing <sighs> it's yeah. so funny we've got to we've got to talk about real briefly before we uh wrap up this segment we we got to talk about the ministry guys appearing and and being good guys i guess how did that happen how, <laughs> why, what made them show up yeah first of all what made them show up because there's apparently no security on duty here uh i guess the implication like we we know that alarm spells exist because uh umbridge uh told us they did but like it's not like the ministry guys appear and are like what's going on we heard the the spell alarm go off they just kind of like what what's going on here what's all this ruckus what yeah it's i think this sucks like okay i will suspend my disbelief it's like the minute the ministry is here for some reason and they're all walking in and they saw voldemort with their own eyes yeah i hate that the implication appears to be that fudge just genuinely believed what he was saying that is the biggest disappointment in this whole book i think honestly this idea that like oh i i just installed uh a like a like actual torturer at your school and have been steering the wizarding world towards fascism uh because i genuinely did not know that osama bin laden existed like it, it doesn't make any damn sense it makes no sense at all like it, it it was so like one of the things that at least worked for me throughout this whole story is that like the the ministry suddenly being this like entity you could no longer trust like harry realizing that oh shit the government does bad stuff sometimes was honestly really compelling and mm-hmm. like 
made also made it work because this is an espionage story now which is like that is the maybe the most important image in espionage stories right like the government cannot be 100 percent trusted at any time like that is just that is just what makes espionage stories flourish is 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 that core concept uh this idea that like oh no the ministry is good fudge is a good guy he just was dumb and genuinely didn't know makes all of their like weird blackballing of harry uh the like kangaroo court he set up just seem psychotic like what like what was the purpose of all that if he didn't know yeah it's this whole time it just it should have been a cover-up fudge should have been deliberately covering up the truth right totally I, I I I I was operating reading this book. I was operating under that assumption this whole time was that like that was the thing. He's in denial. He's either in denial or he's covering it up. Not that he literally did not believe it. I, I just can't believe the conclusion of all that is him being just like, oops, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I guess I guess I guess you're, like Dumbledore even says to him. I mean, Dumbledore has like another like badass speech where he's like, you can't arrest me. I will kick all of your asses. Um. I'll but give you're you gonna 30 do what minutes I, tonight. Yeah, you're going to do what I say now because now you see the truth. And it, and it was just this moment where I'm like, oh, Fudge really? I'm supposed to believe that Fudge actually thought Dumbledore was creating a child army and hiding a weapon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why? <laughs> He's just dumb. He's just very stupid. He's just very, very stupid, but not but not culpable for any of this like like not not at fault not he will he should suffer no consequences for this uh he's just he's just oh you oh you guy i knew you'd come i know you'd come around eventually when you saw the evil snake man uh you you, you're all right fudge like what 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 am i supposed to take away from that it would be so much scarier if like he had seen Voldemort and just still went to cover it up yeah. that's what ha- that's what fucking happens yes. you know like yeah <laughs> what <laughs> yeah I, th- I thought that was the entire implication of the story all along was that like all signs were pointing towards yes of course duh voldemort's back and they were like plugging their ears and like blackballing a child for yeah uh, because they were enabling voldemort on purpose right. i thought that was the whole point <laughs> <laughs> Because or someone was right like maybe not fudge directly but like oh there were people in the ministry moving for a coup right like like yeah i mean we have we have scenes of lucius in the ministry yeah yeah but no i guess he was just like what what was his function being installed at the ministry then was it like uh i'm i'm master i'm going i'm going to the ministry of magic today i have lunch with fudge and i'm going to tell him you don't exist it's going like the plan the plan is in motion i'm going to say hey did you hear that that harry potter boy said voldemort existed what a little what a little moron what a fool <laughs> oh the story makes no sense story makes no sense but voldemort or i keep getting dumbledore and voldemort mixed up and it's mostly because dumbledore says more fucked up shit than voldemort does honestly in this chapter uh but dumbledore does give harry the opportunity to go back to the save point and says he'll explain everything later so yeah we get to hear the explanation of the orb 
soon. I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear all about the orb. We've run really long on this segment, which is surprising. I thought this would be a short one because this chapter was just like mostly action. But I think this is kind of like the just like the final gasp of a lot of thread, you know, story threads uh, wrapping up here in a really awkward oh, yeah. way. So uh, and you've got anything else to cover on this chapter or shall we take a quick break? I think I'm good. All right, let us let's go hit our own save points uh, and then come back to talk about orb crime. Hmm. Hello and welcome back. It is time that we reach back into our extensive uh, grab bag of incredible Reddit posts, I think. <laughs> it's It's been a while, uh, I, I think, since we've had a, a truly excellent Reddit post on here. Um, and this is one, I think we might have even alluded to this one before, but we've not read it in its entirety. Uh, it is called... And I'll, I'll just I'll just uh, read the title so people can can let it sit with them for a while while we while we kind of discuss around it. Punishment for the crimes of Ginny Weasley and then in brackets <laughs> and those like her. Mm. That's so uh, ominous. It's very ominous, huh? What? I mean, what? I read the post, uh, but it's still just like I I'm it just it's so intriguing and so ominous and i just i it um you know hits that just like ancient primal punitive urge <laughs> like time mm-hmm. time to, to preside over some crimes i think yeah absolutely this this post is archived now mm, on the subreddit yeah. and i'm not sure what that means <laughs> you can't you can't reply to it anymore mm. a bunch of the comments have been deleted mm. um but uh but the post persists and i'm so glad it's here because this is absolutely a classic this was submitted one year ago say what you want about the harry potter franchise but it's best feet feet okay uh, there's a lot of spelling mistakes in here and i'm going to do my best to to convey how they are misspelled it's best future is that the good guys make mistakes and have actual flaws. But sometimes these flaws got a little ridiculous and the good guys, one word, are as bad or worse than the Death Eaters, one word. Here are a few examples to state my point. Mm -hmm. The weakest example is Ginny Weasley. Now, I don't know about you, but I've always been taught that when making an argument, you should always lead with the least, (laughs) the weakest example. Lead with your weakest point. Uh, That's what they teach you at at law school, I think. (laughs) Uh, The weakest example is Ginny Weasley, who opened a book with a mind, something her father warned her for years not to do, that caused a massive monster to go about and try killing Muggleborns. Six people were left petrified because she refused to use her brain and listen to her father's advice. Had the basilisk entered the Great Hall, everyone would have died, for everyone would have looked at it. That is over a thousand people. Young though she is, she still knew better and should have received therapy for what happened and a punishment for her part in it all. I do agree she probably should have received therapy, although I don't think there is wizard therapy. Yeah, wizard therapists. I have nothing to believe. Like, I just don't think that exists. No. Absolutely not. 
Um, uh, and, and I, hey, it said <laughs> in the book, hey, she was fine. She was back to normal. Actually, Jenny was fine. Um, I... I like that this is like Old Testament crimes, like <laughs> obey, obey thy parents. Yes. Yeah. She, she is broke. Yeah. She's broken a, a commandment. That's a crime. Number two, Colin Crevy. That is how they have spelled it. <laughs> Colin Crevy. Colin is a stalker sleeping at the stairs of Harry's dorm and get schedules from other people to stalk and photographs Harry's day-to-day without his permission. This actually leads to him being petrified. He is an idiot and walked the halls with a monster going about. He deserved what he go. Uh, speaking of <laughs> Old Testament, that feels kind of, that feels a little Old Testament. Uh, that is a lot of rage at Colin Crevy. Colin um, Crevy, who I forget you fucker. Exists you took, you took picture of Harry. I think he dies. I think that he is literally killed at the end of, of these books. So I I've, think both of them die in the Battle of Hogwarts, yeah. Which is <laughs> brutal. Weird. However, they were punished for their crimes. They were, so they were punished for their crimes. Uh, however, even worse is then the fact that he risked exposure to the muggle world by sending countless pictures magical pictures of the magical world to his muggle parents is that true did that happen yeah yeah but i think that's allowed because it's not like yeah the muggle muggle parents know about the wizard they're in on it too they're part of the mask they just have to they have to keep the secrets as well yeah who knows what could have been stolen or lost or worse. That kind of documentation could have helped the muggles learn of the magic in mass. And they did not spell it on mass. They spelled it in mass. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Hermione Granger. Hermione I agree said, with this one. This Hermione one, Granger has true. committed so many crimes. <laughs> Hermione is the fucking joker. This, this, this one I will agree with. Hermione set a teacher on fire for good reason, mind you. And stole from Snape, but did not, but still did these things. Smuggle the dragon away instead of using her fucking head and telling <laughs> someone so that Hagrid got punished like he fucking should have. <laughs> Fair enough, honestly. Someone else's crimes are being kind of put on in this category, I feel. Yeah. Uh, joined a vigilante group. Good purpose, but technically still illegal. Uh, gave umbrage to the censures to to h suffer who mm. knows what fate brackets deserved uh and a variety <laughs> <laughs> i love the i love the like moral quandary that this post is going through seemingly in real time yeah because like, it's like it's like it's a crime to make someone else suffer for their crimes but they did deserve it so <laughs> that's really that's a tough one that's that's a thinker and a variety of other things all for a good reason but still messed up in the end Mm. harry smuggled a dragon away instead of using his fucking head and telling someone so that hagrid got punished like he fucking should have they just copy and pasted that part (laughs) and put it here uh exploded a swelling potions that could have killed anyone in the class it hit hide information that could have stopped the basilisk from the world and ministry hermione did this too law joined a vigilante group good purpose but tech technically still illegal mm-hmm. 
gave umbrage to the censures to to h suffer who knows what fate brackets dessert okay again copy pasted from the previous one <laughs> stalked malfoy with no proof of real crimes and tried to kill him hid a convict he helped escape going only by the convict's word without real proof they live in a world of magic confundus are real sirius could have played with peter's heads and ron's we don't know Hmm, that sounds like fan fiction to me Mm. like hermione it was mostly for a good purpose but still and here we go hagrid we've been waiting for this one no hagrid bred illegal creatures such as an acromantula even and i cannot even comprehend what they meant to spell here hello hello join it get a mate and illegally placing it in the black oh helping Mm. hello hello bing hello jing it get a mate and illegally placing it in the black forest as long as Aerogog was alive nothing bad happened but as soon as the spider died his kids turned on the humans yeah they even tried to eat ron and harry (laughs) and work for voldemort he crossbred illegal creatures to make dangerous explosive things blast ended scroots or something yes that is yes wait no i'm sorry backing up blast ended squirts or something (laughs) he or something he brought a poisonous fire breathing fast growing dragon to hogwarts and didn't even report it when dragon bite ron poisoning his own fast growing dragon uh hagrid literally kidnapped harry as a baby and again as an 11 year old the dursleys were harry's guardians and assaulted dudley for no reason he didn't know about the abuse and even if he did dudley is fucking 11 hagrid has a lot of crimes on here how do you feel about this i think that we have also documented these crimes that's true that's true we are we are on the on the the uh the dumbledore crime tip or the hagrid crime tip I, I feel like we maybe differ a little bit about maybe our faith in the letter of the law. Right. But yeah. We are we are kind of united in this purpose of documenting these crimes. Yes, absolutely. Uh Dumbledore kidnapped Harry, placed him in an abusive home, hide <laughs> the abusey, and played with him in dangerous quests. <laughs> Oh, I hate when that happens. I hate when I'm played with in a dangerous quest. Uh, he is an assholey, but I want to speak about him in his own post. So oh, there's not enough room here. Ooh, I'm going. OK, while I'm reading this, I'm real quick going to see if if there is a Dumbledore post that we have missed. Same with Snape uh is what he says after dumbledore doesn't doesn't elaborate on that just same with snape uh, yeah i think there's just probably probably a lot of crimes there i can't argue with that as a snape defender um there's def- certainly some crimes <laughs> fred add george uh. baited dudley with poisonous candy that could have killed him actually true i'm a, i'm i support this one testing their candies on small children true they could have bled out nose blood nougats 
uh, or puked to death, puking pasties, or any sort of thing. They bullied Percy 24-7 and were generally cruel in their pranks. They destroyed private property, Hogwarts toilet, and stole from <laughs> Filch the map. Will somebody please think of the private property in Hogwarts? Oh my god. <laughs> they, 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 they put, they put a swamp in a hallway. Can, can anyone please, please, uh, 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 bring, rein their crimes in here? I forget that it's a private school. Is it? I guess it's just the only school, Actually, right? Is it a private school? I thought it was because the ministry is involved. So I guess so it must be a public a... school. So mm, it's public property, actually, it's, sir. It's, it's taxpayers' property. Even worse. <laughs> Neville's grandma. Let's him get almost killed by his family over and over again. He even get tossed out of window. They are monsters whose greatest crime is complacence. All Hogwarts teachers lets everything happen. Never reports Snape's abuse and the <laughs> neglect to Harry. Draco joins magical Nazis, causes extreme suffering to Ron. He gets poisoned. And Katie Bell is cursed. Tries to kill Dumbles, is a Nazi, gets off entirely for his crimes. I could list some others, but these are the ones that really stood out. I agree i mean this this post is so good because it's not it is not entirely wrong right like these characters do do a lot of fucked up shit that kind of never really uh gets addressed by the story but i love that it is operating from this idea that the reason these things are fucked up is because they are against the the law <laughs> Like that, like that's the thing. That is the thing that makes this very, very uh, 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 heinous. Not, <laughs> not that, not that, you know, not that like Hagrid endangered children or whatever. It's that it's well, he has the dragon. It's illegal. You don't, you don't have a license for that dragon. It, it feels a little bit like a call, like a call to action. Like, oh, I, I wish, I wish that in reading the Harry Potter books, I, I wish the Wizarding World was just a little bit more litigious. <laughs> oh, there's already so much courtroom drama in Harry Potter. Could you imagine if it, if, if like half of every book was just them going over all the crimes everyone did? You know, in um uh, the hit series star trek deep space nine um when cisco's girlfriend is found out to be a smuggler for the maquis the like oh, yeah uh-huh air quotes terrorist organization um and there's just this part where he like decides or he's like i still like you though um guess i'll see you after you do your six months in prison i feel like that's like that is this poster's <laughs> like favorite scene in anything like yes i i forgive you your crimes um and i will see you after you do your time because <laughs> because you know what at the end of the day no matter how justified something was if you do the crime you simply must do the time you must you must <laughs> that that is that is that is god's law I, i'm pretty sure she was even like smuggling medicine or something and then he's just like and i think she even is just like yeah i gotta go to jail because i broke the law and it's like yeah great uh yeah well i have a treat for you mm. 
because I just checked their post history and they did make a separate post, but it's for Hagrid. Ah, uh, thank God, because if anyone needs to needs to go to jail, it's Hagrid. I'm going to get so much hate, but honestly, I don't care. You can't put emotion in an argument. Nope, you can't. It's true. Hagrid attacked Dudley, an 11-year-old boy, and put a pigtail on him for literally no reason other than Dursley's adults being buying a tad rude. Which make no sense, seeing as the wizards were attacking him and harassing them with their letters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your fucking letters are harassing me. And Hagrid himself was breaking into their home. It was fucked up and downright terrifying. Legally, the Dursleys had the right to deny Harry access to magic. The series made that clear, and yet they were literally assaulted until they said yes. I do not know how much legal precedent there is for that. <laughs> Who's, who, which court would take that case up? I think that, that is a, a little bit of a leap here. I don't that think a, that's on the books. Is that a Wazengamot case, or is that a normal court case? <laughs> The light people are just as cruel to muggles as dark wizards in their own way. Hagrid didn't know they were abusive. At least if he did, that would have been some justification. Hagrid brought a horribly poisonous and massive spider into a school of children, breeding it, helping it fight a mate. I think they mean find. I don't know if he helped (laughs) Hagrid. I don't know if Hagrid helped Aragog fight his wife. Nice. Matchmaker Uh. Hagrid. Oh, God. And did not report a massive sized nest in the dark forest in a land they did not naturally breed. He was a terrible teacher, way above his year for the first class, leading to Draco's injury, though Draco was culpable as well, and then never bothered to teach, having them work with flobber worms for an undefined long time. (laughs) How many kids screwed up on their owls and NEWTs because he was a worthless teacher? Gotta say, I agree. On I'm this always point. saying this. He crossed breed, blast ended scoots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is illegal. Uh, the ban on experimental breeding was enacted in 1965 to regulate the growth of wizard bred magical creatures. These include dangerous creatures such as Acromantula, Basilisk. And a fire-breathing chicken confiscated by Bob. What? <laughs> Who's Bob? I feel Bob. like I know what this is referring to, and I can't put my finger on it. It might Who's... be from the Fantastic Beast textbook or something. Bob? Bob is here to collect your fire-breathing chicken. Or no, it's from the that scene in the Ministry where Arthur Weasley is like talking about all the departments oh and he's like oh bob had to get a fire breathing chicken yeah out of the toilet or whatever right wow that's some this has this poster has some dedication to the lore i think what this poster didn't consider is that the blast ended scoots um were bred for the olympics and the olympics just have different rules than other stuff yeah, uh, they, they they were clearly, yeah, he was commissioned to make the scoots. Yeah, just, so. he had to make it for the Wizard Olympics. The punishment for violations of this law is handed down from the Wazengamot, and then in brackets, Pottermore website. True, yeah, they are the, the only nice legal entity. Yeah, 
Hagrid is nice and all, but what he does is illegal, and he deserves punishment for it, just mm. like any criminal, especially since he endangers the kids. Mm-hmm. Somebody please. Almost think like of the that's children. maybe more important. But what do I know? <laughs> I I love this. Like the the Star Trek analogy is is perfect. That is spot on. Cause it really is just like, well, you broke the law, and it says here in this book that if you do that you gotta you simply must go to to hell prison for for 30 years or whatever Mm, yeah uh oh my god there are so many good harry potter posts in here how would i never gone through this like i've had i've earnestly had this punishment for the crimes of Ginny weasley post like bookmarked (laughs) on my toolbar for a whole year like this is this is the funniest thing i've ever found on this website uh here's Harry Potter, the boy handed everything. Oh, it's so true. I love that this person is so close. Yes. This person's correct-ish on nearly everything. Okay, I have to admit, Harry Potter is not a protagonist I am fond of. I much prefer Hermione to him for the simple reason that she actually does something. What? What about her? Yeah, she does crimes is what she does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true well and all, but she should be punished for those crimes true uh but they absolutely. are for the right reason but they are for the right reasons but she should do the time anyway <laughs> harry rides the coattails of others taking the last minute credit don't mistake my thoughts here he is brave but he doesn't do much you're one harry jump on trolls back getting lucky and not <laughs> dying ron drops the troll hermione figure out what the philosopher's stone once a piece of infor drops into harry's lap for the second time chocolate frog card mm-hmm. hermione gets them through two of the stones protections and while harry gets them one and even that was so planned for his seeker skill he knew how the mirror worked seeing he already had seen it it was all handed to him to be fair, that isn't know. how the mirror worked when he first saw it. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Year two, Hermione figured out everything. This is true. And he was given ev- information every five seconds to help him. Hermione made the, the poloi juice potion, the sleeping potion, and the plan to get into Slytherin dorm. Harry fought the basilisk, but went in without any realistic kind of preparation and just winged it. Uh, getting lucky with fox with an x and the sorting <laughs> hat he still fought it so good for him i guess davi hermione myrtle tom riddle hagrid aragog all handed harry every piece he needed i, I guess three. i guess that's what i thought too is when he when he defeated the snake with the sword and hermione yeah. said he solved it i'm just like good for him i guess yeah yeah that is fair Year three, he learned Patronus, but no real effort into practicing on his own or reading up on it. He had to be handed the spell by Lupin. He didn't really do much this year. This is why I didn't really like it. Kind of a filler year. I don't think this person <laughs> likes Harry Potter. No, calling calling book three filler is like that's the best his book. opinion. I've never yeah, I've never seen that opinion before. Year four, he trained for all of five seconds, never tried to figure out how they how the do anything, erring the tasks, and was given the answers from everyone but himself. Dobby, Hermione, Barty Crouch. He did nothing of actual value on his own, fighting Voldemort, not out of skill, but Voli being a dumbass. 
fair. That's fair. true. This should have been the year he started to grow when the threat of the tournament forced him to study and actually put in effort. You know, I will say totally true on the Voldemort thing. We even talked about it last segment. However, mm-hmm. I feel like him not doing shit during the tournament is like the plot. Yeah, like that's yeah, the it kind of was. Year five, better than most years, led the DADA club. But why? He rarely used defensive magic, so how is he better? Mm, this person might actually be after our own heart. This might be a Shriekcast hero. I, I think that they should listen to the Shriekcast. Yeah. Really, he was just a figurehead. He knew like three spells for defense. This bugged me a lot, to be honest. Should have been a massive learning year with the stuff from previous year giving him an actual edge instead of being slightly better. <laughs> Sixth year filler year mm, nothing of value yeah. done harry did nothing da club should have been continued train for the <laughs> war huge power increase for harry and friends specialties for all especially harry and ron hermione is a goddess at everything oh. mm. seventh year we see his piss poor planning lack of <laughs> skills and tendency to wing it in full view the horcrux chase was mostly just doing nothing other than hiding since he had no clue what he was doing he survived out of sheer luck having defeated draco with disarm dumble he should have died but was given another pass harry is lazy and really annoys me some effort is appreciated i wasn't expecting him to become a god of magic but a warrior of necessity ones who fights in a more urban less classically trained sort of way i'm Instead, so, he I'm was so just on lazy. board i'm so on board with this post Instead, he was just lazy and had all of the answers handed to him, dot, dot, dot. Naruto is the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Just a real good fucking slam on Naruto out of nowhere. I'm crying. Oh my Jesus god. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, take oh they're that, right. Naruto. They're right. Oh my fuck. Uh, they have another post called the power of excuse me, the the power of boobies, but I'm not sure. That's I don't think, for another time, I think. That's for another time. Take where we have to end on just this brutal takedown of Naruto. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash shriekcast. We have so much exciting uh, bonus content there for you, including this week's uh, rundown of a bunch of uh, Focus on the Family reviews of movies and games we like, which is very funny. Uh, what, What are we reading next week? taking a deep breath uh we're reading chapter 37 the lost prophecy which i just want you to know is the second to the last chapter in order of the phoenix Ooh, we are so close Mm -hmm. we're getting real close to the end here two more weeks and then it's time to see whether that movie actually does match up at all with this very cinematic ending huh yeah well that's that's so exciting it's 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 been a long time coming but it feels very uh I don't know. I'm excited. We're coming up to the end of the fifth book. We're 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 trucking. Yeah. Well, 
it's time for us to leave, but it would be a shame for us to end the show without killing Umbridge. So let's see what Wattpad has to say for number 30. Introduce her to the Whomping Willow. Smash. Scrape her off the grounds with a spatula like an Umbridge pancake. A fitting punishment <sighs> for the crimes, but also might be illegal. So I'm going to have to might think about illegal. that one. Well, flute piano says, I wouldn't eat her, but she'd taste as good as she looks. Ooh, burn. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Thank you, flute piano. Well, everyone, uh, please read another book. And I guess also don't watch Naruto because... <laughs> He got fucking destroyed. <laughs> Please read another book. But there's a lady here that makes ocean roll seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.